The Mac Voices Live Commencement Address, Part 1. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night. We are uh, in YouTube at youtube.com slash TV at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We'd love to have you join us for one or more of these sessions because it's always a good time, um, both in the chat room and uh, on the show. So please mark on your calendar um, to do this every Tuesday because that's what we do. Tonight's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's it's spring here in the uh, in the U.S. in the northern hemisphere, and that means a lot of colleges and high schools are graduating, and lots of commencement addresses. And so, you know, you've heard me brag on this panel a lot that I'll put this panel up against anybody else's panel for the diversity, the intelligence, um, the experience. And so, I thought, why don't we just do a commencement address of our very own? Um, offering our advice based on our, our experiences in tech and other otherwise to both high school and um, college students out there. So that's what we're going to do and see how it goes. Um, I will go around, I'll introduce the panel, then we'll get to it. We also, just so you know, we have some of our other friends who had scheduling conflicts. They may or may not stop in briefly to add their thoughts to it. Um, I've asked the panel's members to prepare two pieces of advice that way, we don't overburden anybody with with all the wisdom, the, the burden of the wisdom that co- will come out of this group. So, with that, let's find out who's here and uh, get going. Um, taking the screen as I always do, Mr. David Ginsburg is up first. David, welcome. Good to have you. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Glad to be here and uh, happy Tuesday. It was a great time to be here. Yeah, a little disappointed that you didn't put on robes and a and a mortar board, but you know that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, uh, Mr. Mark Fuccio is here, sporting uh, yellow and blue for Ukraine. Mark, good to see you. Thank you, Chuck, for the invitation. Uh, look forward to uh, discussion with the panelists. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Gammon is here, as he frequently is. Jeff, good to have you. It's always good to be here. And uh, I'm sorry I had to miss last week. Um and, and I feel like I'm getting recharged now because I'm here with all of you. Good, good. Now that's the way it should be. I mean, the recharge part, you know. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Warren Scar is here. Warren, good to have you. Um, I guess your wife is still letting you podcast. She, uh, she's, she's out of uh, the house again. So I get the podcast once again. Uh, now she's in uh, Chicago. So um, she's with Dave. Um, say hi, Dave, to my wife. Hey. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good to be back. And Thursday, I'll be going to the beach and uh, good to be here. Okay, great. Great. Last but absolutely not least, Mr. Jim Ray is down in the bottom corner of my screen. Jim, it's great to have you as always. Jeff, I didn't know you were, weren't here last week because I wasn't here either. Right, it was your anniversary. Yeah, you had an, yeah. How'd the anniversary celebration go? We just had a nice little little dinner. Oh, happy anniversary! Outside place. Great. So it was it was kind of weird. Five o'clock, like 
<laughs> hey, what's going on? Yeah. Where, where, where's my camera? Yeah. Uh, so, gentlemen, you heard the introduction and you know what we had planned here. Um, I, I thought this would be a little bit different. You know, we, we love getting on here and sharing our opinions. I personally love it when we don't agree because the, the back and forth, I feel like I always learn something. Um, but I, I'm hoping I'll learn a few things tonight, even though I'm not graduating from much of anything this year anyway. Um, so I think, um, you know what, I think I'm going to reverse the order of introduction. Um, and Jim, I'm going to put you up first. Um, the okay. first one to give us a couple bits of wisdom. Okay. Um, I, my, my first thing, this isn't my one of my actual bits, don't count this, but if somebody is actually of graduation age watching this, I'm like, really? <laughs> Go do something else. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Jim, don't forget we record this too, so there's a better chance that maybe they'll see that. I, you know, I'm thinking that's not our demographic, but eh, maybe. So, I, you know, I, I thought about this and I, I tried to come up with some serious things, and I, I think I did. Um, so, um, my first thing advice would be that uh, this is not a drill or a dress rehearsal or spring training. Um, you only get one shot at life. So, um, you know, take it seriously. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a joke. So, you know, <clears throat> and, and take care of yourself. Um, you know, I think especially when I was in my twenties, I wish I'd eaten better and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's one. And then my second thing is, you're probably going to see a lot more change than you imagine. Um, my grandmother lived from, she was born in 1890 and died in 1978. So she started off with uh, horses and buggies, literally, and wound up seeing the moon landings. And I always thought, I'm never going to see that kind of change in my life. But at this point, I'm I'm not so sure about that. The, the change in my life has been pretty phenomenal. I mean, look at this. I'm sitting here on a camera and, you know, talking to people, you know, at this point, it's all over the country, but it could even be people all over the world. I regularly do Zooms with people that are in Europe and New Zealand and stuff like that. Um, you know, we can analyze you know, we know we've, we've completely decoded human DNA. Um, you know, this this is a computer that's more, or actually, this is a computer that's more powerful than the 370 that my my dad worked on in in you know 1970 that that filled an entire building. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the change that I've seen in my life is just way beyond what uh you know i really anticipated and i think it's pretty close to horse and buggy to to people on the moon um and i don't think any of us can really imagine what the people that are graduating now are going to see by the time they're 70. Uh, i kind of wish i was going to be seeing that but um Hopefully it'll be amazing and hopefully more of it will, you know, of course, bad things have happened too, 
Um, but hopefully a lot of good things will happen. So keep your eye out. Um, things are going to change. Jim, that's, I, I especially like the second piece. Well, I like them both. Um, but the second one, you know, I, I can't help but think about some of the discussions we have here on this show about just the change we've seen and, and not even stretching back to, you know, necessarily our, our absolute youth, but just the changes we've seen in the past decade or so, uh, you know, is, is kind of staggering. And yeah, when you start talking about stretching it over a lifetime, that's a really, really good point. Now, if you just look at TV shows and movies, you can you can date them by you know whether the CRT screens are flat or you know, or whether they have you know tubes, um, mm -hmm. you know things like that, and you know cell phones. Uh, in fact, you know we're we're watching uh, a uh, Italian movie that's set or TV show right now that's set in the '30s, and they have these big huge phones <laughs> you know and it's like look at these look at these big huge phones but you know i mean that, that's another thing that i think of. like look when i was a kid or even a young adult a, a long distance call was a big thing and you know you almost never did it and you know if you did it was like hurry run to the phone it's long you know they're calling long distance you you, mm -hmm. you know most of you probably remember that uh well warren yeah. probably doesn't or or you know i know my my mom would be like you know you know, I guess this was a young adult, like, well, when you go home, you know, call and let it ring twice to let us know you're okay. You know, because no one yeah. wants to pay for that call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yes. We did the uh, the ring codes, too. Yep. And, um, yeah. You know, and let it ring, a, hang up. Don't pay for a, that call. <laughs> there's a Columbo where, you know, a guy murders somebody and his alibi centers on this, you know, newfangled answering machine and it, you know it was like the the murderer had an answering machine and you know that was something that you know nobody else had but he was a rich person that had this newfangled thing and so he constructed an alibi by recording his voice and and you know it took a whole tv show for colombo to figure out that you know because you know everybody didn't have answering machines so you know if you heard somebody's voice then that, you know that had to be in real time so that's an alibi um well, not anymore. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, nope. It seems kind of quaint by today's standards, but yeah, that's the way it was. Yeah, we just have we just have to use paper maps and oh, yeah. you know <laughs> look around like you know and keep the change you know? for payphones <laughs> or just payphones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or just payphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, what's what's a, what's a payphone? Um, yeah. Uh, it's the world is kind of unrecognizable from the 1960s and, and even 1970s. Yeah. Jim, I remember in elementary school, one of the, the big assemblies they did. At, so, so this would have been probably around 1975. Um, they, they, they did this big assembly where this, uh, where this group came in and talked about what our futures are going to be like. And they passed around this mock-up of this, of this device that you'd be able to carry with you everywhere you went. And, um, and you'd be able to talk to your family members and see video of them. 
and in real time and you'd be able to track your location or the location of uh, a friends and family and you know they, they were talking about this this amazing technology that eventually we would have maybe by the turn of the century and uh, you know and here we are with with iPhones now Ooh. that do all of this. Who who was this? Because I, I never, in fact, I would say, you know, like if you go back and look at science fiction books of like the 1960s and even the 70s, almost no one predicted small computers. You know, it was like the science fiction would be like the computer has grown to encompass the entire planet kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, computers were big, giant things and and very few um, you know, I guess one exception might be the little, um, what do you call the trans, not transcoder, but the thing in Star Trek, they oh, have tricorder, tricorder, tricorder and, and the little communicator. They, you know, so that, but, but most science fiction, you know, a computer was something, you know, I remember computers were punched cards and well, this wasn't really a computer. It, it was a communication device. And, well, and and it could do tracking, but uh, it, it I, wasn't everything that we ended up getting with the iPhone. It, it was a subset of that. But still, it was fascinating that uh, that that back in the 1970s, they, they were predicting that we weren't that far away from having uh, pocket sized devices that we could use to communicate with with people wirelessly and uh and we could use uh and, and we could do video chats and we could uh track people's locations with these as well that that was a pretty good predictor i don't remember ever seeing um anybody predicting that i do remember you know disneyland which i grew up near disneyland um they used to have one of the things they had a you know i think it was a bell exhibit or something and and they had a little fake phone you know video phone um thing and and they were like this is going to be the future uh people are going to have video phones and you know i remember like in the in you know maybe the 90s thinking well that's something that never you know never happened and is not ever going to happen uh oops (laughs) um here we are yeah well the one the one thing that seems seems eternal is as soon as somebody says no, that'll never happen. That's almost guaranteed that it's going to happen. So. Um, well, you know, we still don't really have you know AI, and uh, I mean, you know, there was a lot a lot of science fiction was you know like HAL nine thousand um, and and artificial intelligence, and that we would talk to our computers and they would talk back to us as if they were humans, and you know things like uh, Asimov's iRobot. Well, none of that none of that stuff has happened, or really, I think is even, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything's never going to happen, but I, you know, I don't. So, do you, Jim? Would you think? Would you give think them that, ideas, Jim? Would you think that you know the current obsession with autonomous uh, self-driving cars, you know, is an updated uh, version of giving people jetpacks so that uh, they can go from place to place and avoid. Uh, terrestrial traffic jams oh jetpacks there's another one that didn't you know that we you know that one never took off in the the 1960s and i remember out of tom swift book where (laughs) they had a or maybe wasn't that wasn't maybe tom swift but it was another one um 
Yeah, I don't know. I think autonomous cars are, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic, uh, uh, you know, for the, uh, you know, probably my lifetime, which isn't, you know, a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, you know, I think people have promised an awful lot more than, I'll, I'll, although I think it's, you know, it's a lot closer than, than computers that can talk like people. That's, you know, we really haven't gotten very far on, on that. No. Well, those are two big giant topics that are not part of tonight's show. Yeah, yeah I was but, trying to... but they would be a great... Oh, I, I made them part of tonight's show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that I'm I, actually I'm going to start taking notes. We may have this may be seed for a whole lot of future shows, future so, discussions. Anyway, was part yeah, of no. the speech part of aren't, speech? Aren't you regretting putting me first? No, <laughs> no, I you know no. I, I, I again, I think everybody's observations are valid because they're coming from a lot of different angles. So, but the next angle scares me a little bit because uh, <laughs> because I'm going to put Warren up next. Uh, um, I was wondering why you're scared. Now, I I definitely don't have that much thought about it um you know I, a lot's been said already that that i would say um if i was going to say something but I, I guess my main thing is do something that you enjoy um and i think tim cook had a uh speech a couple of days ago i read it uh not too long ago it says does something important or something that matters so um you know that's how apple kind of got to apple is supposedly you know doing something that was important to them um, and you know, I, I think you know when I think about it, I think about what I would tell my son at this point, who's close to graduation age at this point for college. Um, and you know, I, I would just tell him to enjoy life and do something that that you enjoy, and you know, try to avoid hating your life. And that's that. That's where I would go. That's. That sounds so simple, but it's kind of profound when you look around. I know when I look around and see friends from high school and college and, and how their lives have turned uh, or where their lives have taken them, I should say, maybe um, some of those places are not very good. And so that that's not bad advice at all, Warren. Yeah, I, I mean, you get deeper into it, but it, you know, if you enjoy what you're doing, you enjoy your life and you enjoy, you know, the things around you, then we'll have a lot less of these problems that we have now um such as politics issues and you know and wars and things like that so i mean if people could you know have a better outlook at life if they're happier what they're doing and they feel like they're helping and, and producing hopefully we'll go in a direction that's better than this yep good good <laughs> I don't know what that was. He was imitating Rodney Dangerfield, which that's a that's yeah. a great background that you have there. Rodney was so funny. Yeah, that was a great school. I'm gonna uh, take it off now that I said my piece, but yeah, awesome. <laughs> watch the speech that he does at the end, and, and that's he shovels uh right he shovels poop into the chancellor's car. At that, or was that the speech? Or the commencement. The commencement is when he shoveled the poop into the car. Um, um, not the commencement. The uh, he dedicated the library. Next person, Chuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't even know what movie that is. I, back, back to, to school? school. Oh my back god! Back to school. Okay. It's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, remember that one, Chuck? Classic. Uh, no. Classic. 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 
No, I, I, that's, I, I, that's, that's a, a classic. That's a classic. You, you need yeah. to go back and Chuck was probably chemically altered at the time. <laughs> no, no, I just I, I always got hung up on on Rodney in, in Caddyshack. So you didn't like <laughs> this was after that. In a yeah, bad way like or way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, a bunch of his Johnny Carson appearances oh, are on YouTube God. now, and oh. it's it's mm-hmm. so amazing to look at that and like that stuff could never be on TV now. Nah. No, I started watching the Norm Macdonald uh, interviews that he did after he died. Oh yeah, so funny. Like, watch if you watch one, watch the one with the uh, Courtney. Courtney from uh, um, the show, uh, not nine hundred two one zero, but uh, friends, not friends. Um, uh, the the uh, uh, Melrose Place, Courtney, somebody from oh, Melrose Courtney Thorne Smith. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> so she she has an interview with him, and and uh, I think um, Conan, and she, you know, she's in a movie with, um, she's doing a movie with uh, the redhead, uh, uh, Carrot Top. <laughs> oh, Norman, that's Norman, a, that's a wonderful interview. Norman Donald just uh, rips her <laughs> apart. It's hilarious. And the funniest part is, right after that, he was right. Her career died. It, it killed her career. I don't know the fact that David Ginsburg can starts calling out uh, the actresses from uh, Melrose Place is a little terrifying. But we'll, we'll get to him. It later. just means Davis connected. I yeah, watched. I guess. I guess. Oh, I'll grow around my age. So, yeah. mm. so, Jeff, you're up. What do you got for us? All right. Um, first, when you graduate and you find yourself in the workforce, uh, you'll be told to talk or to take a look at and really focus on your work life balance. And that is such a horrible, horrible bucket of crap. That is the uh, the workforce's way of telling you to prioritize your job over your life. And that is exactly not what you want to do. What you want to do is find your life balance. And your life balance is, is finding the things that make you feel fulfilled, finding the things that make you happy. And finding the things where you feel like you're contributing in a positive way back to the community. And then you figure out how work fits in with that. Work should never be the priority. Your life is your priority. So that's my first piece of advice. And my second piece of advice is that pants are always optional. (laughs) <laughs> and while you may think that uh, that I'm offering a flippant piece of advice, I am in fact not. What I mean is that uh, is that you need to find what it is in yourself that you are comfortable with, who you are, and uh, and learn to accept you for yourself, and be okay with that, and be comfortable with that. And while other people may not be comfortable with who you are in, in, in this very thinly stretched metaphor, because you're not wearing pants, it's all about being true to yourself. And if your true self never wears pants, then don't wear pants because pants are always optional. I and there you go. Self is not being a serial killer. I think, I think Chuck's. Unless you're a serial killer, in which case you need to seek professional help immediately. 
Um, Jeff, you know, for a minute, I thought you were going flippant. And then, you know, that is a really mm-hmm. interesting, it, it is, it's a thinly stretched metaphor, but it still works. It really, it really does. That's, that's good advice. That's good. Advice. You were so not expecting that, were you? Well, I, I listen, knowing you, I figured there was going to be a follow-up somewhere. I just wasn't sure how, where it was going to go, but yeah. Yeah. I, again, looking around, seeing the number of people that, that seem to be uncomfortable with themselves. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, the, that discomfort seems to take many forms. Um, you know, sometimes it's trying to trying to change things or bend the world to their way of thinking, and sometimes it's them trying to bend themselves to the world's way of thinking. Right. Yes. And if and if you tie my two pieces of advice together, in many cases, it's people trying to reinvent themselves to conform with what they think their job expects of them. And what they end up doing is making themselves incredibly unhappy. And that's a horrible way to go through life. Yeah. Um, The only thing that I I have to wonder when you say conform, I mean, sometimes conforming is fine. Sometimes conforming feels good. If that's what makes you happy, well, there you go. I'm not saying you, you have to always be the rebel. You just need to be true to yourself. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I was going for. You know, that just just because somebody is saying this is what you need to do, hey, maybe that's what you need to do. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So, very. I do think yeah. that not putting work first is a position of privilege. That you know, of course, not everyone, it is. Not everyone has that. You know, I mean, for most of humanity, people were hunter-gatherers and then subsistence farmers. Um, they didn't have to worry about their balance. They just had to worry about eating. So, um, and there I, are people I agree. And uh, that are still, you know, basically having to, to worry about that. So, um, yeah, I, I see that as, as a critical flaw in our society. Because we have created a, a society where, where so much of our existence, our lives, have to revolve around work. And so much so that people lose themselves in that. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, we have the resources, we have the technology to, uh, to create a world right now where People don't have to spend every waking moment terrified about whether or not they're going to have enough money to pay for uh, food for their children tomorrow. I think we need yeah, to but we need to teach both. We have to combine. We have to say to the kids, "You need to concentrate on working, keeping the economy going." But, you know, there's also Jeff is talking about your artistic side and your creative side and do what, you know, be different, um, which is Steve's job's thing. Right. And, you know, that's what he says. Um, So, I mean, it's going to be a balance between it's a work life balance. I think that's what we really have to teach the future is what's important for work, what's important for your life. And I think we might actually have to add what's important for society, you know, as well. Um, and kind of make a good balance of, of that. And I think- I, I'm going to rephrase what you said a little bit okay. because you took it back to work-life balance. Yeah. 
And I still say it's life balance, but you need to, to realistically figure and define where your work fits into that, your job fits into that and how it fits into that. But if you, if you put it as work-life balance, you're putting work first and it should be life first because you're more important than any job. And Jim, 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 on the other side, he thinks work first uh, and you're saying life first and both can't be first and both aren't right or wrong. You know, it's going to depend on a lot of things, uh, what's right and what's wrong. Warren, I don't, I don't hear Jeff saying that. I think he's by saying life, you know, so unfortunately the spectrum work life, um, Jeff is using the word life in a different context. I mean, it's about who you are as a person and how you want to spend your time on the planet, at least the way I'm interpreting what he's saying. And, yes. and you could, and you could decide, okay, you know, you know, I'll just be, you know, I'll just be a government drone and work at the post office and you'll know, have a great family and I'll coach little league and things. I'm just embarking in stereotypes. So just uh, uh, bear with me a little bit, or you could decide, okay, I, I want to be, uh, I want to be, uh, you know, you know, wall street drone and, you know, I'll work, you know, I'll work you know, 16 hours a day at Goldman Sachs and do what it takes to make myself a gazillionaire by the time I'm, you know, by the time I'm 40 and hopefully I don't have a killer heart attack before I reach that goal. You know, so, I mean, both are, you know, both are totally acceptable goals depending on what the person wants to do. And I think that's what uh, Jeff Gamut is trying to communicate. Mark, uh, you said what I'm saying um, just without the romantic spin that I was putting on it. But yes, you nailed it. Thank you. This Mac Voices Live panel is back in the second part of our Mac Voices Live commencement address to share wisdom from their tech experiences as well as their life experiences. I think you'll be surprised at some of the things that are coming up. Until then, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.